Hello, and welcome to Ashes, the podcast where we all fall down. And I, Ash, your host, poet, and sexy little phoenix, bring you the tremedic details, poetry, and insight behind burning it all down to start all over again, and this time building it back up for you. So what are we waiting for? Let's live, laugh, love, and let down a lot of our friends and family together. Hello, hello, hello. It's me, Ashley, Ash for short. And we're moving into episode four today. Um, And we're going to be talking about divorce and the difficulty of getting to that point where you believe in yourself to make the decision that you need to make in order to find your joy. This episode is definitely not um, as funny and sexy as other episodes and not as funny and sexy as other episodes will be, but it is very necessary to talk about this part because it is an integral, integral element of the good stuff that's to come. So I hope you enjoy this kind of somber episode um, because it's actually, even though it's kind of sad, it's filled with a lot of light and could possibly, I don't know, maybe support you in in your own self-doubts and questionings about what you really want to be doing. So I hope you enjoy and let's get started. Two and a half years ago, I said the words, I want a divorce. It took me a very long time to cultivate the courage to say that sentence that meant so much to me. It wasn't just a sentence to separate myself from something that was no longer working, but more so a recognition of something that I held within myself that needed to be cared for. More than it being a way to escape. It was a way to find myself because I had been lost for a very long time. Today I'm going to try my hardest to put words to the complexity and simplicity of making the decision to get a divorce, change life, take a risk, and start over anew. But it's hard. I actually wasn't even expecting it to be this difficult to talk about because enough time has passed for me to understand the implications of what that simple sentence had for me. You know, I say it is a complex and simple thing at the same time. And and for me, what that really meant is it was easy to say the words, but it was hard to get to the point to say them. I was married for seven years and it was beautiful you know i don't regret it at all it taught me so much about love and it also taught me so much about myself of what i am capable of giving what i am capable of receiving and and more importantly at that age and time in life what i wasn't capable of giving and what i couldn't receive i didn't leave so much is because my ex wasn't the right man. But I left because I needed to be with myself. I needed to find out who I really was and who I am becoming 
And for me, that was really hard in a relationship. I'm the kind of woman who requires a lot of solitude in order to understand the questions that I have. And if you've listened to other podcast episodes, you you know that I have a lot of questions and I'm okay with not having answers. But I love to ponder things. I love to to mull over what a question means in how I embody my life, the process of discovering what implication it has for me. And so getting to this point right now where I am talking about divorce is, is, is really hard because I'm still figuring out who I am. But none of this would have been possible. I wouldn't be in this space of self-realization, of self-actualization without having separated from something that was stereotypically stable. I had my home. I had the security of knowing that at night I would be hugged. In the morning there would be coffee, a little chat, looking at the squirrels outside the window and laughing together. There was so much joy that was cultivated, so much growth for both of us. And there was a lot of love. The funny thing is, is as the relationship continued to evolve and grow, the love that my ex had for me was still there, but I felt so alone. I guess two years ago, I would have said that that was his fault. It was his fault that I felt alone. But I've had time to think about it. I've had time to grow with it and and to be extremely honest with myself about what I wasn't able to to give and receive and what I may never be able to give and receive. I I felt alone because I never really established a relationship with myself of who I truly am. I've been this woman who has prided herself on doing what she wants, following her quote-unquote dreams, leaving, starting over anew. But a lot of that time before me now, the leaving wasn't to find myself. The leaving was to run away from confronting the fear of me not knowing who I was. I think that that's what my marriage was there to help me see not only to cultivate love in a partnership, but to realize that I would never be fulfilled in the way that is wholesome, endearing by someone else as long as I didn't know who the fuck I was. I remember when I came to Oaxaca and stayed here alone by myself after coming here with my my ex and feeling the sense of freedom when I would walk around in the apartment and be completely alone. And it filled me with so much excitement. The world was mine. I could go out, walk, discover, be 
whoever I wanted to be, I could also not be. And just take my time with this cultivation of, of becoming. But it was selfish of me to think that I could just do that while maintaining a relationship and feeling secure because there was always that foundation, that stability. It wasn't fair to my ex. It wasn't fair to me to, to lie about why I was still in the relationship. So it took a lot of work to get to the point where I picked up the phone and told my truth. And it's funny because deep down inside, I knew what I needed. However, I would continually look for reasons to not trust myself, to not believe that I knew what I needed. I would draw cards from the tarot deck for readings about love to look for any kind of proof that I needed to work harder, I needed to stay longer, that things were going to change, that I was going to suddenly, miraculously, one day wake up and be a happy wife. And I kept pulling the devil, the lovers reversed, the tower, the three of swords, you know that one where the swords are stuck in the heart. And I would say, oh, look, it's me self-sabotaging myself by thinking that I need to make a change when what I really need to do is just work harder. And I remember the times when I would feel so alone, so empty, so lost that I would just lie down on the ground in the countryside where I'm from, on the dirt, on the rocks, on the grass. And I would ask myself, why am I so sad? And I didn't know. And so I would repeat it. Why am I so sad? And I still couldn't say why. So I would ask myself again, why am I so sad? And I would just begin to cry. I don't know if you've ever been in a situation like that where you feel an immense sadness in your soul and you have a deep knowing that something is not right, but logic and fear keep you frozen from making a decision that is hard. I knew that my relationship wasn't working out and I was scared and up until very shortly, I've I've actually lived in a lot of fear, even though when people meet me and see me, they think, wow, this, this woman is really strong and and capable and brave and, and courageous. And yes, I, I am courageous. But as I had mentioned in certain writings that maybe you've read, in order to be courageous, there must be an element of fear. And so... I was courageous, but I was scared. And so throughout this entire time of feeling a discomfort within my soul of what kind of life I was living, I just continued to walk with blinders 
towards what my intuition and my gut were telling me, which was, Ashley, you are not meant to be married right now. Maybe you were meant to be married and get married and and have that kind of relationship. And I do truly believe that it was very necessary to have met this man and to have been in that relationship. I'm always grateful for that. But there comes a time when you start to look around in your own life and you see what has become of what you once were and what you thought you would be. And you see that there's nothing that you had imagined or that you have become someone that you don't even recognize. To take it aback a little bit, you know, I'm from a very small town, population a thousand, and most people live a life that is very stereotypically, you know, um, Disney American. Like, yes, you graduate, you get married with your crush, and you have children, and you get a cool truck, and you have a home, and there's a garage, and the door opens, and 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 life is good, you know? You go to church. <laughs> but I was never a girl who was interested in a life like that. I never aspired to be a housewife. And I'm not saying that in a derogatory form. I love that there are people who who can do that. But I I can't. And I couldn't. And... The funny thing is, is I knew that about myself. I knew that that wasn't the role that I needed or wanted. However, I had convinced myself that maybe, just maybe, with a little bit more effort and a little bit more tranquility in my own soul, I could learn to enjoy that kind of lifestyle. So I kept going and kept going and I kept finding myself deeper in in despair. And it's really sad now to think about that I spent so much time feeling lost, avoiding making a change, and thereby putting my ex into a situation where he was not able to receive the kind of love that he was giving. And I think that that's really what brought a lot of illumination to my own life as I grew and started to realize that I had to make a decision. I either had to just work hard, like I said, and and become someone who could receive love and give love in a long-term forever, forever, forever relationship, aka marriage, you know, like they teach us, or put on my big girl panties and say something very difficult that I knew would hurt someone and also put me in a position where I would be at round zero of of life again, of starting over, of being lost, of not having companionship and support that I had grown to, um, to really need. But... As I am a person who has pretty strict values about doing what you need to do in order to feel joy, 
I finally saw those tarot cards. I finally listened to my tears when I asked myself, why am I so sad? And I just decided to say it. And I remember getting to that point of clarity and being so scared. So scared because I didn't know what was going to happen next. You know, I feel like a lot of women have this kind of situation where you get into a relationship and no matter how independent you were or you thought yourself to be, you become dependent in in many ways, you know? I I for one became very dependent financially on my ex. I, I this is very complex actually, but you know, I wasn't able to fully develop my own voice as a poet, a writer, somebody who communicates and was kind of in a stagnant position which never allowed me to fully grow professionally during the seven years of marriage. And I don't blame my ex on that. I just am acknowledging the fact that, you know, becoming a housewife almost felt and seemed natural. But when you do that and you try to leave, you realize that there are a lot of barriers that make it very difficult to to follow your heart, your gut, your instinct. Because once you leave, you're on your own. And when I decided to leave, not only was I on my own, but I was in a new city, in a place where I had zero friends. I didn't have any money. I didn't have a home. I didn't have any of the things that were in my old home with my ex. And I was really starting over from a new place of curiosity. Because not only didn't I have things, I I also didn't know who I was. Once you make a change like that, whether it be leaving a relationship or leaving a professional path that you have cultivated for years, for decades, like when you leave, you're naked. You and you look in the mirror and you say, I didn't know that this is me. Who who am I? Who am I without the partner by my side? Who am I without this appearance that others had placed upon me according to my relationship with with my ex-husband? And I guess it was a deep knowing that that was going to be a part of the experience that kept me from making the decision earlier on when I deep down inside knew that it was something that needed to happen. I think when it comes to leaving an old life behind to create something new, it's important to realize that there's going to be a lot of discomfort. There's going to be a lot of fear. And there's no way that you can avoid it. There's no way that you can avoid it. And it's that discomfort and that fear that you have to work through after making a change that really brings about the most incredible illumination and self-awareness and and growth and and expression and understanding and even new ways of looking at life and love. And so for that reason, you know, 
I am eternally grateful to my fears. It's funny now that I'm talking about this because when time passes, it gives you a new perspective. And also the faculty of memory is so out of the office. <laughs> you know, it's like, I actually can't even remember the day that I said I want a divorce. I remember the moments leading up to it. I remember the years of feeling like this would always be my destiny. And I remember the moments afterward, but that very moment of taking the leap, making the change feels almost like a dream. And I guess that's why it's pretty hard to talk about in this sense. If you have experienced something similar, you know, of, of deciding to bet on yourself and leave something comfortable to dive into the discomfort of not knowing, but discovering, then you probably get what I'm saying. And if, if you don't, then <laughs> this just sounds like some crazy woman rambling. <laughs> but for anyone who perhaps has that kind of feeling in the gut of saying something needs to change, but I don't quite know what it is. Actually, you probably do. It's just hard to get those words out. It's hard to believe yourself. You know, the, the battle between logic and the heart is a constant especially in this society where we tend to value our, our thoughts and analytic capacities more so than our inner knowing and, and ability to, to sense truths. I think that this experience in life of being married and getting a divorce has really made that clear for me that it is so important to, to, yes, to think through things, very important, but also to really cultivate a deep relationship with our senses within ourselves, to almost erotically embody <laughs> what our souls need. You know, divorce and marriage are two of the best things that have happened to me in life. I learned a lot. I loved a lot. I cried a lot while I was married. I did the same after getting a divorce, but with a newfound clarity that could only happen when I willingly put myself in a situation where I was taking a risk on myself. And today as I talk about this, I feel a lump in my throat still, but I also feel so free because I know that if I can make a decision to leave something that started with love, to leave something that gave me stability as a very unstable person, then I am capable of making decisions to do so many great things with my life, no matter how much fear I hold in my heart. 
wherever there's fear, there is an opportunity to grow. And this is something that has taken a lot of time for me to learn. You know, instead of seeing fear and running away, I see fear and I get closer and I say, why am I scared? What is it that I'm holding back that I can't release yet and why? So as we move through this series of honest chats about making big life changes, of burning shit down and starting all over again, it's important to note that a lot of the most beautiful things that have happened since my divorce started from that place of self-doubt, started in that place where I was shuffling the tarot deck like a mad woman looking for reasons to stay. But there is something inside of me that will never be okay with just settling. For better or for worse, it's like, I don't want my life to be something that is marked by not moving forward because of my own self-doubts. I want to embrace my self-doubts and and allow them to breathe and, and share with me the secrets that I'm unwilling to tell myself. And it's just that, you know? Divorce and making it real opened up the floodgates of seeing myself for who I truly am. To understand that timing has its own plan. I I am still working through this process of self-discovery after two and a half years of thinking, I got it figured out. You know, no, I don't have it figured out because I continually grow. I continually shift my identity changes often. However, there is something that is eternal. And I believe that is, you know, our essence, our soul. And by fusing these very human experiences with an almost unprovable need and urge to, to grow within your own life, that's when the magic happens. You know, finding that balance between your humanity and your ethereal celestial that purpose (laughs) i don't have the words for it right now but this is this is where we are right now you know we are here to remind ourselves that change is healthy trusting yourself is scary but betting on yourself is very necessary in order to find your peace, your joy, your pleasure. And speaking of peace, joy, and pleasure, I have found that. It's been a part of being lost. You know, that's the beautiful thing. You 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 get lost and in order to find yourself, you have to adventure. You have to adventure within your own soul, within your community, within new friendships that are forged after leaving what you thought to be something that was permanent with the friendships of the past and you realize they're not (laughs) and you you create your own life again you know making that to be who you actually are so in episodes to come you know we got this out of the way talking about divorce and doubt and trusting yourself we're going to move into the parts that are actually a lot easier to talk about, which is self-discovery, pleasure, 
erotic rebirth, kink, divorce slut, food, pleasure, all the good stuff. But I think it's important to note that in order to get to that good stuff, it had to get pretty sad. (laughs) And the process of grief itself was also the process of catharsis. Yeah, so I think I've said all I can say about this uh, chapter of, of deciding to leave something in order to find something new, you know? Yay, divorce. Yay, marriage. And yeah, sometimes I say, like, the best thing that ever happened to me was that I got married so that I could be able to get a divorce and have this experience. <laughs> which sounds really shitty, but it's kind of true. Thank you for listening. And I hope that if you are going through any kinds of shifts or changes that are life-shaking and terrifying, that you are a little comforted in knowing that we all feel a lot of fear. At least I do. But when you take one tiny step forward you're moving. And it is that movement that creates a whole shift of energy, a whole shift of perspective, and the opportunity to see life with new eyes, new heart, new senses. So anyway, I hope you enjoyed this kind of somber episode. Come back next week because it's going to get slutty. And that is something that I don't have a hard time talking about. (laughs) Please remember, if you're feeling like you're in a dark space, you have great potential to see a lot of light. So I believe in you. I believe in us. And we'll be talking soon. Thank you.